And maybe you'll remember Triangle Sally with her only recorded song, I Have a Triangle. <laughs> Triangle Sally. Triangle Sally died halfway through that song, and we did not edit it out. Welcome to the Euro What, episode number 34 for the week of January 14th, 2019. I'm Mike McComb, and I'm joined today by Ben Smith. Hey, Ben. Hey, Mike. We are a couple of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest, and this week we'll be talking about the Czech Republic's online selection. How's it going, Ben? Uh, it's pretty good here, Mike. Winter is in full swing. It's super cold out, but it's fine because there is Eurovision to talk about. Yes, yes. Uh, I don't feel so bad being trapped inside, only able to watch TV, because there's uh, a lot more to watch on the weekends now. Exactly. So. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. And like now we have the full logo for the, the whole Dare to Dream experience. Yes. So I think this might have been in between when we recorded and when the episode dropped, as is the usual fashion of whenever Eurovision news happens. The Dare to Dream logo features triangles. Yep. Lots of triangles. Just, just, a, just a lot of triangles. And uh, the description of these kind of, at least from like the official broadcaster can, kind of feels like somebody padding out like the, the SEO count of their webpage or just like really just trying to hit that one page limit on this essay because it opens up with the triangle, one of the world's oldest shapes, is a cornerstone symbol found universally in art, music, cosmology, and nature, representing connection and creativity. As triangles can you know join and combine, as we all know, they become a new single entity, reflecting the infinite stellar sky as the stars of the future come together in Tel Aviv for the 2019 Eurovision Song Contest. Neat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anyways, uh, Webster's Dictionary yeah, defines yeah. the triangle. <laughs> I did look that up, uh, and uh, I was surprised to learn that the word triangle uh, didn't come into existence until about the 14th century. Yeah, so there we go. Before that was just, hey, what about that shape with the three sides? Forming in the sky before us. What is happening? But I think we can expect to see a lot of triangles uh, in the coming months. And I don't know if the delegations were kind of tipped off to this design concept early on, because with Cyprus's entry replay, like they were hinting with it uh, using the sort of play symbol, which is a triangle, kind of playing that up. Hungary's selection process redid their logo for this year. That is pretty much a triangle. I have a feeling triangles are going to be popping up everywhere you look. I mean, they're, they're a very nice, simple design motif. So it's something that everybody can work with, everybody has access to. As logos go for the contest, I think it's at, at least it's something. Like it, mm -hmm. it's not the diversity necklace thing that they had for the that, Ukraine's that Ukraine contest. Yeah. yeah. All of this sort of design stuff can be real hit or miss. And I think they've at least given themselves something to work with here. So we'll see how it plays out. Well, yeah. And like we, we saw the stage before, so we really should have known this was coming. That, oh, yeah. Because it's like, oh, hey, you just have just a bunch of triangles there on all sides of the stage. 
and then like a bridge, and that's fun. So here's hoping for a three-way tie. I don't know. Yeah. In, in <laughs> summation, everybody, triangles. Tickets are, are going to go on sale soon. We were we were sort of discussing at the end of last week's program. We don't know when tickets are going to go on sale, and then Tuesday happened, and we do mm-hmm. now. Yes. So the tickets are scheduled to go on sale uh, after the semifinal allocation, which is happening on Monday, January 28th. I think that kind of makes sense uh, for the 2018 contest. They had their initial wave November, December-ish, and that was just for the grand final and like the best seats at the grand final. Uh, and then they had their like, first major wave of tickets after the semifinal allocation, pretty much to accommodate like, oh, if your country is in the first or second semifinal, that is probably going to affect your travel plans mm-hmm. a little bit. So yeah. this development is not all that surprising. Mm-hmm. It makes sense and it's probably going to be nice because it will probably be less of a scramble to get tickets if your team if your your team if your entry isn't in the first semifinal yeah yeah i the first semifinal it's usually pretty easy to get tickets just because you're probably if you're going to the first semifinal you're probably taking the whole week off of work and whereas with the second semifinal like you can make that a long weekend instead of a full week off but if all of the favorites end up in one particular final, uh, sorry, one particular semifinal, then I don't know that that could make things a little bit more of a scramble. But we'll we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, what else do we have in the world of news? Uh, something that came in over the weekend was that the uh, former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia is trying to get their name change official. Okay. Yeah. So over the summer. Negotiations between FYR Macedonia and Greece to try to get the naming dispute resolved. Uh, the, the, the dispute being that uh, Greece does not like that Macedonia wants to refer to itself as Macedonia because there is a portion of Greece that's called Macedonia and it can kind of turn into a territorial issue. Uh, the compromise that was reached was that uh, the former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia will rename itself North Macedonia. In order for that change to happen, both countries need to go through this approval process. So in September, there was a referendum where the question was put to the voters on whether or not they support the name change. A majority overwhelmingly approved the change. The problem was they didn't have quorum for that vote. Mm -hmm. So this past weekend, it went to the Macedonian parliament, and they voted to approve the name change. So assuming that it passes through Greece... And I don't know if they have to go through the referendum and then parliament or just through parliament or what, what the process is there. But uh, it's possible that this could be the last year that the former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia will go by that full name. Yep. And then they'll just be the former former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. N- n- none of this North Macedonia nonsense. I want to say the former. So. Yeah. The country <laughs> formerly known as the former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia. Yeah, yeah. On, on maps, it'll just be indicated by like the prince symbol. So uh. <laughs> just like an asterisk. And then at the bottom of the map, it lists the full name, which is mm. very long. This may sound like a minor issue. It is not like it is. It has been an issue the entire existence of uh, FYR Macedonia, which is uh, approaching 30 years at this point until it gets resolved. FYR Macedonia won't be able to join like the EU or other like major international organizations because Greece keeps on vetoing it based on this naming dispute. So not a small issue here. Nope, nope. But one that I was not aware of until, until I started weekend, following yeah. Eurovision. So 
on the topic uh, of name changes, this week we're talking about the Czech selection. Uh, or, the, or the Czechian selection? Maybe. Uh, maybe, I don't know. I feel like when yeah. they said, we're Czechian now, everybody was like, you can't give yourself a nickname. Last year, the Czech Republic had some of their best performance ever with uh, Lie to Me. This year, they're using the same method. And I'm concerned. We, we both listened through these. What did you think, Mike? I'm, I was trying to remember what last year's selection was like. So th- the way that the check process works is uh, it's done completely online. They just post all the videos on YouTube, and then you can go into the Eurovision app and vote for your favorites. And whatever gets the most votes is what's going to represent the Czech Republic. I think there's also a jury element or like there's like 10 Eurovision professionals that are also no weighing in. That sounds right. Or I think that might have been part of the process last year. And then this year, they're it was just, the jury just, that has selected the songs. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. So uh, I was trying to remember last year's process and like what songs stuck out. And I know I liked Lie to Me, but that wasn't the one that I would have voted for. But now I can't remember which one it was that I voted for. So I don't know about the longevity of these. But yeah, I think... Czech Republic's kind of in a tough spot just because last year's entry was so good Mm -hmm. that, like, trying to come up with a follow-up that isn't either a clone of that or a clone of what ended up winning. And, yeah, like, they they need to do something different but still be effective. Right, yeah, they they sort of need to do, like, almost a sidestep of of either of those things to to really just continue, I don't know, moving forward. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, or or at least try to maintain the momentum that they have built up for themselves. Right. And I think a couple of these entries have that potential. Yeah. Um, and there are a couple of entries that I have opinions, mm-hmm. and that's why we're here. Um, yeah, just, so. just like, yeah, just, just as a whole crop, uh, on one hand, I totally was like, oh, they're giving, they're sort of giving a unifying factor, and that looks like each of the artists for the official voting video uh, basically got like the same environment and was told to shoot themselves on with like their their mobile camera mm-hmm. on the other hand like i can't i can't stand the end products like i don't like any i, I don't like them and it just feels like an america's next top model mini challenge mm-hmm. yeah or the challenges on project runway where they're just like oh we'll give you a camera and run around the city and then take photos and then get inspired by the photos and just yeah, like, get, well, invi- yeah, get inspired just, by yeah. the photos and also dan and yo play yogurt yeah <laughs> make a video about what you feel after eating this. But yes, like I was having like so much trouble like watching them the first time around that like, I was just like putting the video in another tab and just focusing on the song because otherwise I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. And my hope is that th- what whichever song wins, that that video is not the official video and that they do something that has a budget. Yeah, my, my hope is that whatever wins, that they zhuzh up the video and they also you know, give it like one more pass in the studio. Cause some of these, mm-hmm. like the audio on some of these, like I like the, the bones of the song, but it needs a little bit more meat. It needs like a yes. final production pass for me. I agree. Should we start going through the yeah, entries? Let, yeah, let's dig in. So the first one is called Give Me a Hint by Andrea Hola. Ben, what did you think about this one? 
I thought this one was like one of the more solid entries they had. Like it felt like sort of, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more standard ballad, but still a well-executed one. Yeah, I agree. In my notes, I like the first thing I wrote down was like, oh, I like this song. It was kind of giving me sort of the Latvia 2018 vibes. And you know how much I love that song. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I think this would need a more interesting stage presentation than Latvia 2018 have. Like this one definitely has the potential to just be like standing behind a microphone and maybe like gesturing toward the audience. Mm -hmm. Uh, It needs a little bit more oomph. Uh, It needs a little bit more enunciation. I I thought it was kind of slurred Mm -hmm. in, in some places and my overall concern about the the track is that it doesn't feel like a single. Like it, it feels like it would be Yeah, it has that album cut feel. Like like this is not what you came to the Adele album for, but this is also on it. Right. And I don't know what is missing necessarily to kind of give it that standalone quality that I, th- I, th- I think it would need right looking at the YouTube views of this and I know mm-hmm. like I know you have thoughts about using YouTube views as a proxy for any information but mm-hmm. uh, this one at least as of Saturday was uh, top three okay. uh, of, of the eight entries okay. so yeah I, I think that yeah YouTube views are a tricky metric to use to really evaluate things but I, I you know but I think in this case given that that's what you're getting we're not getting any sort of live presentation of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of what we have to go on, just to, just as, as data as to how people are responding to it. So of the of the crop, it's towards the top for me. Okay, so moving on, we have Jacob Ondra with Space Sushi. Yeah, it's so crazy good. Can you taste it? Space Sushi. Space Sushi. On the table. Space Sushi. So freaking easy to get wasted. My notes for this song are, this sounds like a 2015 Justin Bieber demo and I'm angry about how much I enjoy it. Although I cannot stand the chorus. I don't understand what it means. I dislike it. And it sounds like filler lyrics for when you figure out what the actual chorus is going to be. My notes are not as favorable as yours, even though yours sound a little backhanded <laughs> uh, yeah no, no well i was i was well, i mean in 2015 i was very mad at myself for how much i enjoyed justin bieber sorry so that song's still a bop yeah but... it, it, it is a bop yeah this one is less of a bop but i like that th- this had like a sense of personality and definition to who this person is as an artist yeah uh, did i don't know like like, some, my... that, that did not feel like some random youtuber although i did get like weird logan paul vibes and i did not like them hmm Mm, so yeah. I, I feel like I'm couching like all of my my appreciation of this and in, in just things that may also make it clear that I do not like it. Well, I'll I'll just read my notes verbatim. Please, please do. Uh, I, they may need some unpacking. Uh, but uh, Jason Mraz for the Wisconsin Dells question mark. Uh, Spain cell phone Applebee's ad problem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some horrifying appetizer introduced at Outback Steakhouse question mark. I think I hate this question mark. <laughs> So the Spain cell phone Applebee's ad problem thing is an issue that came up for a couple of years with Spain where they're like, I, like their 2017 entry, I think their 20, it was either 2011 or 2012. No, it, it was their 2011 entry. It just sounded like the music that was playing in the background of an ad for like Applebee's and their new like two for one special yeah, new, like, or like thrillers. Some, yeah, or like some cell phone company that's like, oh, come in and you can get texts for free or or something. Or like just thinking of like mm-hmm. Space Sushi and just be like, oh, man, this could also just be like just an ad for just some 
horrifying food thing that I do not want to be exposed to. It's not that it's grown in a lab, but mm-hmm. like it, it just feels so focused. Yes, yeah, so I was about to say it does feel very like focus tested. Yeah, and like just the whole space sushi thing where it's like, okay, it doesn't really mean anything, but it's just such an unusual phrase yeah. that, like, going back to the whole SEO thing, which is like, oh, well, if you type space sushi, guess what's going to pop up? It's going to be this thing. I can totally see this song just sort of playing in the background of, like, some indie, like, made-for-Netflix indie drama, mm. and and it's just sort of in the background, and you're not supposed to pay attention to the lyrics because they make no sense whatsoever, and the chorus has no connection to the verses. I liked the actual instrumentation on this one, but I can't with the lyrics. Can't with the lyrics. Yeah. And I'm I'm fine with like the vocal tone on this and just sort of the sense again, the sense of personality, but again, I would be I'm just like I can't I can't support this one. It it feels like it would be kind of a letdown after last last year, which is yes. kind of surprising just considering how much we were complaining about Mikolas's smarminess, mm-hmm. but that the smarminess was part of the character of the song, whereas this time around I think the character of the song is the problem. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's it's a no for me. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be kind of middle of the pack uh, in terms of YouTube views. Okay. So, I don't know. I found that kind of heartening. It's just like, oh, I'm sure this is going to have like a million yeah, views like, I was, I was just like terrified that this is going to be at, at the top. Thank you for confirming this is like firmly in the middle right now. Although, who knows what the votes will say. True. Uh, yeah. Okay. The next entry is called True Colors by Barbara Mochawa. I've got to learn to live my life without you, even though it's hard to let you go. Now that I'm slowly taking off the blindfold, I see. So did you get Lana Del Rey vibe yes, yes, from this song? Are, my notes for this are in their entirety. This sounds like an early Lana Del Rey song. All right. Yeah. <laughs> now, is that a pro or a con for you? I liked her first singles. Like, I liked video games. I liked Blue Jeans. Mm-hmm. I haven't really paid a whole lot of attention to a lot of the stuff she's done since then, but she keeps making albums and people keep buying them. So good good, good on her. This was kind of middle of the pack for me. And like, okay. it's, it's fine. And I, I don't know. My brain just kind of kept tuning out. I adored this one, and I really hope that this is the one that ends up getting selected. Of the eight videos, I think she had a pretty clear concept of like what she wanted to present and tying it in with the vibe of the song that she's singing. Mm -hmm. I think if she can deliver a solid live vocal and that this year is more of a ballad year as opposed to a party year Mm -hmm. at Eurovision— this could be a contender. It's the live vocal aspect that just has me concerned with this process in particular, just because it's like none of these are live vocals. So mm-hmm. there's no telling what could happen. But I adore this song and I it's the one that I'm rooting for. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, like I, I wouldn't hate if this one won, but I mean, it's not my favorite, but mm-hmm. I totally agree with you that it has like a very defined point of view. Like the video felt like a I, I totally agree there as well that she, it felt like she had a concept in mind and really executed it as opposed to some of these videos were just like, I'm in this Airbnb for two hours. Let's do everything. Right. 
it looks like that one is currently in the lead okay. with YouTube views. So, uh, <laughs> yay. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I think yeah. of of the pack, I think from video and song and like everything, it has like a really fully realized concept, which given that everybody kind of has the same resources, that's important. I agree. Next, we have uh, Yara Weimer and On My Knees. So come and Okay, so this one I did not like. Uh, it, it's kind of just too slow throughout for me, and mm-hmm. it doesn't go much of anywhere. This one really reminded me of Austria's entry in 2015, uh, where it was just this kind of glam rock-ish yeah. piano vibe. And like this this did not have the advantage of a piano catching on fire. Uh, not that that helped Austria, because that was the year that they fit, they, they tied they for hosted last place and they with zero points. Yeah. yeah. I don't dislike the song. I think it's fine, mm-hmm. but there's just nothing sticky about it. There's nothing about sticky it. about it. It's, it's like a beat too slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of reminded me of the song that uh, in the Brady Bunch movie that Greg is always trying to sing of like clowns never laughed before. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it, it doesn't feel Eurovision-y. It doesn't really feel like no. like I, I can't hook anything onto it. Yeah. And, and it's and like the video presentation I is thought bad. was an interesting <laughs> choice. Yeah, it's just him like eating his breakfast, but it doesn't seem to be like a story thing. I think it was just him being like well, I got to do this thing now. And yeah, like you, yeah, it, sometimes you do what you know. And if you know how to make a fried egg, uh, yeah. that's what you do. And yeah, like it felt like it, and that egg did not look appetizing. Yeah, like it, it, uh, it, I, it, <laughs> Well, yeah. And like, it felt very poorly shot. And like, this is, this is, this was like the one case where I'm like, oh man, they should have had like somebody help them out with the video. Uh, just cause yeah, like this didn't have like any concept. This was poorly shot. It, it just does not help the song. It doesn't support the song at all. At all. In terms of YouTube views, it was the least viewed video. And like a handful of those are mine as I was going through the list of songs. Going, Wait, what, which one was this? Mm-hmm. But yeah, like this one did not do anything for me. So the next one is called Don't Know Why by Tomas Boschek. Waking up in the middle of the night, I need to get you some I'm calling you in the middle of the night, I don't know why. Yeah, this was another one that I really had a difficult time finding anything sticky about it. Okay, like I actually like I liked the chorus on this one, and I liked the idea of mixing kind of the acoustic instrumentation with kind of like the the more electronic backbeat. Like it reminded me of this group, uh, Geotic. Mm. Uh, and like this was one of the ones where I'm like, if this had like an actual final pass, this felt very demoy. And if it had like a like a final pass in a studio with like a producer giving it like a proper mix, I think it would have more of a chance. The issue that I was having was 
it didn't feel like a show starter or a show stopper. It felt like if he were at a concert, this would be the second or third song okay. in the set. And particularly with the tempo of the song and that there's not like a huge like rise or fall in mm-hmm. the song. I have no idea how this would be staged yeah. in any in any way that would be memorable, feasible. Like I I, I can't even like picture camera movement mm-hmm. that would be supportive of the song that just wouldn't be like, oh, I guess I'll take a bathroom break now. Okay. Yeah, like my, my notes for this song are I like this, but there's no way it's winning. In, in, in that like it's very pleasant. It's something I would throw into my work playlist to just pop up from time to time. I, I agree with you that I don't see how this would be staged, how this would how this would be, be framed in, in Eurovision in a way that's going to propel it to a win. Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate because it's just like it's not yeah, like it's a bad song. Yeah, like song. it's not actively <laughs> bad. It's just not a Eurovision song. And that's yeah. fine. Uh, but unfortunately, it's competing to be a Eurovision song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then next we have Lake Malawi with Friend of a Friend. She's never home cause she plays in a band I don't know if you understand She's only a friend of a friend of a friend I had a dream that you walked through the door I can't recall her name anymore Please believe that I'm your man She's only a friend of a friend of a friend I'm only a friend Remember how with Space Sushi I was saying that I dislike the chorus? I also dislike the chorus of this one. I hate this song I... so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, yeah. The, the, the part where he says, like, when he talks about, like, oh, it sounds like when we make love. It was it's just, just like, like oh! Just, just a big old nope from me. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah we're, like, I'm, I, I'm like, the... I like that this song is kind of mid-tempo slash up-tempo for, like, all the entries, but also everything else is just no. Well, first of all, the phrase make love is so barfy. Yeah. But the only thing to make it barfier is when it's somebody, I don't know, 22, 23 saying that. It's just like, oh, it's just, just it, ew, it, ew. It's just ew, a child. Ew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, and just don't, don't lead with that. Like, that's just a bad place to start. Also, like, kind of thinking of the staging and like the rules of Eurovision where all vocals need to be live. So the part where it's the woman saying, uh, I'm only a friend. That means that there would have to be like somebody person, on like, stage <laughs> whose sole role is to walk around and then just be like, I'm only a friend, which that's just going to look goofy yeah, live. Yeah, and, just, I'm trying to envision what this performance would look like. And like, it's just giving me cake to bake, which uh, just kind of loose, kind of rambling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I liked cake to bake. I did, but like but... the entire that entire performance felt like who let these people on the stage and are they supposed to be there? There's a vibe to the song that I just can't quite put my finger on where it just feels very sort of landing on 1986 scritty politty, but that doesn't really feel right. Like it's just like of a time yeah. that just does not feel accurate was not when this singer was in existence. I, like I it was think... not, not even a glint in God's eye. I was, I was, go- <laughs> I was going to suggest Casio preset. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That, that would be fair, but yeah. Yeah, there's, and it's also, it really feels like it's Czech Republic trying to be 2016, 2017 Sweden, 
which that is not a strategy to adopt right now, no. considering how Sweden's been on the like is on a bit of a downswing and nobody really wants to talk about that. Right. <laughs> so yeah, like they're they're Yeah, like this one makes some choices and I don't like any of them. But but yeah, like I I'm like, it's it's kind of up tempo. And like, that's kind of what I'm feeling right now. But not this one. And please stop saying make love. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so gross. It's so barfy. It's so barfy. And it's second place right now oh, uh, in okay. the YouTube views, which just makes me all the more uncomfortable. In his favor, I, I did think that he had a pretty solid video, like in terms of like using all of the confetti and yes. uh, like this was not the first time that he took a selfie video is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I, I would not be able to produce something like that because <laughs> I am an old. Ugh. Moving on. Let, yeah. Yes. Let's, let, let's get out of this and go to uh, easy to believe by Pam rabbit. Okay, what did, what did you think about this one, Ben? Okay, so this is this is the video which happened like third or fourth in like the little playlist I had for me, where I'm like, yes, this wasn't America's Next Top Model Challenge, and she got to sign the bathroom, and God bless her, she'd made the best of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I actually thought like like the video for this one again, like I'm like I wouldn't have shot it that way, but I think given the constraints, they did very well. And like I, this is another one, sort of like don't know why, where I'm like this needs like a final pass in the studio to give this a little bit more beef to the to the actual backing track, but like. I liked it. I didn't really care for this one. Okay. Yeah, I I really don't like her voice. Yeah, yeah, like that. Was, <laughs> yeah, that was like the one thing I didn't like about this song, and that's kind of a big part of it. I think what the issue may be is it sounds like she may have learned how to sing by just copying like Mariah, Ariana Grande, like all all of these like big singers from the radio mm-hmm. and just trying to emulate them. Cause like it was definitely getting a lot of Britney in her, in her voice, yeah. a lot of, and just a lot of melisma, like mm-hmm. just, but yeah, you know, it like is kind of drinking a glass of melisma before bed each night. So. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it is kind of like a, a thin vocal on top of a thin backing track, but I liked, the, I liked the feeling of it and I liked the, and again, I thought that with like a little bit more oomph to the backing, like it could be, it, it it felt like there was a, a like a a full performance there. I think she would definitely be very comfortable on the stage and with the right production design could could make something yeah. out out of this track. But the vocals and also I just had a very difficult time just kind of understanding anything that was going on. Like the the lyrics weren't really like tracking mm-hmm. with me at all like it was just like sounds that were just kind of passing through so sort of like a swedish model of writing where it's about like what the word sounds like rather than whether it makes sense i was also getting a little bit of the like two or three songs crammed into one vibe but it feels like there are elements here that could work like i i don't want to completely discount it from the rest of the field particularly cuz there are, there are there are songs that i just actively dislike that are in this list i do not actively dislike this one there are just Things that would be like, oh, I would prefer this rather than this. So okay, and then uh, the the last one we have is Hanna Barba. Hanna, I wanted to say Hanna Barbera there because uh, my brain is because brain. I'm right there with you, uh, uh, <laughs> Hanna Barbara, uh, with 
Poslední slova Tobia. Poslední slova Tobie, že jsem tě milovala. Nikdy jsem neřekla Tobie, držela jsem to v sobě. Všechno to ve mně bolí. I think this is the one where it's like I can't watch the videos on these. Uh, but the the song itself I thought builds really nicely and has like a sense of drama to it. Yeah, drama definitely seems to be the theme for this one. I I agree about the video that my note for it is just like man, this video is overwrought. Yes. I'm generally going to give bonus points for songs that are not in English mm-hmm. just because that's that's one of the reasons why I come to Eurovision. I want to hear songs in other languages. Yeah. And I I feel like that this one communicates the story of the song even though i don't understand any check mm-hmm. but yeah it, it it is still pretty overwrought it's like, overwrought, e- even like I, as a track I, I, yeah. don't, I don't necessarily think that overwrought is a bad thing for eurovision though oh no not at all like it's it sort of like that. that's where it's bread and butter at times of the entries i think i probably rated this one higher because like you i like when eurovision entries aren't in english Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like this one again, like this one built nicely, and like as far as sort of the dramatic ballady things went, I totally understood like what was happening from the story, even though I don't understand the language. Is that somebody has been wronged? My concern about this one, though, is that I don't see how this can survive until May. Like it, mm-hmm. it's like just because it is so kind of over the top and does feel kind of like dramatic reading in a high school creative writing class mm-hmm. like in terms of tone yeah that i do not want this like repeated on a playlist for like for the next four months mm-hmm. much like the last one i think there are a lot of elements here that do work and the ones that don't are fixable yeah yeah it, it has good bones all right so of the eight which one are, are you rooting Am for I rooting for I, I again like i think i would be fine with true colors Mm-hmm. Let's see. I could I could see this last one. Uh, you know, I could see Hanna Barbara maybe maybe taking it. Ooh, and then there's also give me a hint. Like I think give me a hint. Yeah, the the staging is could be, like I can't imagine an exciting staging for it, but it feels very solid. And it was it's something that I wouldn't mind hearing in a playlist, particularly if it gets like another studio pass. Yeah, yeah, just, like yeah, I think just... I think give me a hint would be a permanent addition to my like main playlist. Okay, True Colors is the one that I want to see go through yeah i mean i think i think my list pretty much agrees with yours Mm -hmm. uh i like even with the ones that i don't like or don't think would do well like i i think this is a pretty good selection that uh czech republic came up Mm -hmm. with and i think there's variety here uh which is nice it's not like eight ballads or eight or eight copies of songs (laughs) yeah right or eight copies of toy yeah yeah and like admittedly we are very early in the selection season yet but i feel like we haven't seen like a bunch of carbon copies of toy that one's gonna be a difficult one to duplicate which i think is why there's a lot of fuego duplication that is uh popping up everywhere because that that one's a little bit easier to emulate so the cool thing is the ones that we like we can actually vote on uh voting is open to anyone who downloads the eurovision app you do not have to be in the czech republic to vote on this so that's pretty nifty yeah, that's cool. uh yeah uh voting uh runs until january 21st uh which would be uh this coming monday 
and uh, anyone can vote. And if you do vote, it's possible that you could win the chance to be the person who presents the winning song to an international audience. Uh, we'll have a link to an article with the instructions on how to do that. It involves guessing how many international votes there are. I don't know if it's Price is Right rules where it's like the closest without going over or what the deal is with that. But uh, the reveal of the winner will happen on January 29th. So that is something to look forward I do, to. I do like that the that the question for who gets to do this is, is essentially a very Eurovision variant on how many jelly beans are in this jar. <laughs> Uh, yeah, elsewhere in television, France. France is doing its thing. France did its thing last weekend. How was that? I tuned in for the end part of it and then looked up the entries that got through to the final to be literate about this sort of thing. But how was the how was this year compared to last year's Destination Eurovision? I think it was better. Uh, the, uh, last year, what they did was the semifinals were pre-taped and the people who advanced were determined by just the jury. Mm-hmm. This time, it was a combination of jury vote and home vote and it was a live broadcast. I think that was an improvement just because I thought that there were entries last year that probably should not have gone through. And if the public had voted that that I would have gotten my wish. But there seemed to be some sound issues or I don't know what was going on with some of the performances. But uh, there were there were some choices that were made that I would not have made if I were given those choices. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I forgot about Destination Eurovision is that there's like what I call the karaoke round, mm-hmm. where each singer does like a 90-second cover uh, of a song. I don't know if there's any sort of special rules <laughs> like a direction. what the song is. Yeah. And then we see like their intro video, and then they perform their actual entry. Last year, it wasn't really clear what the purpose of the, the karaoke was. round was. Yeah. yeah. This year, I'm getting the sense that it's a good way to ensure that you don't get the cynic problem from last year, where it's just like, oh, I'm going to like perform the song, write the song, and design my own stage performance. And uh, this is an opportunity to kind of show like what sort of choices one will make <laughs> if left to their yeah, own just devices. Like, Hello, this <laughs> is my general taste level. Yeah, Florina, who uh, went second and was one of the favorites going in uh, with the song In the Shadow, the song that she did uh, for the karaoke round was an Edith Piaf song, Mm -hmm. which if you're familiar with Edith Piaf, that is a very high bar to clear. Um, Did not (laughs) rise to the level that that was necessary. She probably did not clear that bar. No, it was it's not that she didn't go over it, it was that she pretty much walked under it. Like it was that poor of a choice of a performance and and I think this also was a sign that there may have been sound problems between the broadcast and the studio because they had like their professional panel mm-hmm. uh of like their their Simon Paula and Randy yeah. panel. They didn't actually have a vote. There was an international jury from five different countries that actually gave out points but the simon paula randy panel they all loved her which makes me wonder if there was just better sound in the studio or if they were just overlooking a lot of things that the tv audience was uh, was less kind about about. so yeah i i think she was thoroughly underwhelming okay and yeah and and the the voting seemed to have have agreed with that and she, she was also pretty devastated by like the lack of support from the voting. Yeah, like, like I, I will say that like watching like the the last twenty minutes or so on Facebook was a very surreal experience. 
because mm. I had seen only maybe 90 seconds of each song and was just seeing people yelling and having very strong opinions in the Facebook comments that would like be popping up on the right. Oh, yeah, because I was watching it on Facebook, but I had it uh, streaming uh, through my Chromecast, Aha, so I, yeah. didn't, I didn't have the comments playing. That- yeah. while I was on there but oh but no I was on Twitter as, as you may have seen me live tweeting yes. and yeah it was um there were opinions yes. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah there were just some like really baffling choices yeah but overall I think the correct entries moved on to the final okay yeah and I went back and watched the the four that did I will save my thoughts until we have like the full final to mm-hmm. talk about but yeah, like there is some intriguing stuff going on there. So the second semifinal will be happening this Saturday. And yeah, if you're around uh, Saturday afternoon, I believe it's on at 3 p.m. Eastern, I, I would recommend checking it out. It is on Facebook, uh, not geo-blocked at all. So we will have a link to that on our Eurovision calendar. Also starting this week will be Hungary's selection process, Adal, which is my favorite selection process of uh, all of the returning ones. And it looks like it's going to be another solid field of 30 songs uh, competing for Hungary. Uh, 10 of them will compete this Saturday. And uh, you haven't checked out our Spotify playlist, uh, which you can get to uh, either by looking us up on Spotify or going to our homepage at eurowhat.com. We have nine of the 10 songs that'll be in uh, this first heat uh, in our playlist. Uh, we may have the 10th song by then. Uh, haven't, I haven't done a sweep yet, so... Be sure to check that out. Don't recall offhand what time that show uh, should start. But again, if you go to our uh, homepage, uh, you'll see the Google Calendar and all of the links and time information uh, should be there. Okay, let's see. And then elsewhere, uh, Georgia Idol is still continuing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lithuania. <laughs> the, the, the Lithuanian Marathon has just, ad- has just added like more competition. Which is the opposite of how these things work. <laughs> and Mike, that's, please explain to me how Lithuania is supposed to pick an artist if they keep adding I, them to the to the lineup. I don't know. Like they, so they started out with forty nine. Which, like, when that list came which, out, that just, is a uh, very large really? number. Like you said, forty for Hungary, and I was like, oof. But like they're in heat one of like four. Lithuania has been going on for like a few weeks. To be fair, they weren't on uh, this past Saturday. the the second The second heat had been recorded, but it's not airing until this coming Saturday. So that, feels- that mistake was on okay. me. However, <laughs> like that means that fifth. So let's see. They had twelve people compete in the first heat. Mm-hmm. They've had thirteen people compete in the second heat. So that's twenty five acts yeah. so far. Uh, so that would be twenty four that are still to compete. Except they've now added. Uh, three more entries. One of them, a second entry by a contestant who's already competing. So it's just like, oh, more songs, more songs. Just, just, just keep throwing them. One of these has got to stick. And Lithuania, you like stand up for yourself. You can say no. Not only that, it's like that. Really, kind of seems unfair to the people who have already competed and have been eliminated. Back pocket. Right. And you don't need to go through your entire work product in two weeks. Like, <laughs> Eurovision will be back next year. Like, <laughs> like just hold, ugh, I, I don't yeah. know. Lith- Lithuania is making some choices, and at some point they will have chosen one song to represent themselves with. Yeah, but it's not going to help them when that selection is made in July. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's see. Over on 
the Maltese X Factor. Uh, they have had uh, their live three, and knowing the X Factor, that might be a semifinal. Who knows? Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. Well, they started out with 12 acts. They've gotten rid of four. Uh, three, three of the four have been groups. There were only three groups, so there will be no group uh, representing Malta at Eurovision this year. Yeah, but they're scheduled to wrap things up in a couple weeks so this weekend maybe a bloodbath yeah just like 13 contestants (laughs) are getting eliminated and there's only 12 of them in the competition so oh no yeah yeah so the the x factor was us all along that may be interesting to see how that one shakes out who knows um but yeah the the main one that's probably going to catch our interest is spain's operation triunfo eurovision gala which is happening on sunday so this is where they have the 10 songs, three of which were chosen by the public and uh, seven that were uh, determined by a jury. It's going to be their national final. Uh, the 10 songs will compete. Uh, the winner will be determined by a single round of public voting uh, with feedback provided by Eurovision alumni, uh, including uh, Pastora Solar, who uh, represented Spain in 2012 with Comigo, and uh, Doran Medley, who wrote Toy. So we will know Spain's entrant uh, by this time next week. Exciting. Yes. And and Eleni will be one of the guest performances, probably doing Fuego, maybe doing something else. Who knows? Who knows? So, She's a busy lady. Um, yeah. But it's uh, pro- but let's, extremely let's popular in Spain. So <laughs> Let's be honest. It's going to be Fuego. Oh, yeah. And I am here yeah, for Yeah, like, get, get that money. That will be happening pretty late Sunday afternoon. Like I, I think the show starts at uh, like 10 p.m. Spain time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's gonna be like four o'clock U.S. time. So, get your grocery shopping, get your laundry done early, and then uh, have a nice thing to look forward to before dinner. Yep. So <laughs> that's gonna do it for this episode of the Euro What. Thanks for listening. The You're What podcast is hosted by Mike McComb, that's me, and Ben Smith. That's me. You can find us on our website at eurowhat.com and on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at eurowhat. If you'd like to contact us by email, we can be reached at esc at whatelseison.tv. We'd love to hear your questions and comments. You can subscribe to the Euro What on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or the podcast app of your choice. Rating and reviewing the podcast when you subscribe helps other Eurovision fans find us. And word of mouth is still the best way to get folks to listen. So please be sure to tell your friends about the Euro What podcast. We'll be back next week to try to make sense of what's new in Eurovision. 